0: On this episode of Resi Week, Infocom was just canceled. Is Expo next? Also, COVID, business resources, and selling in a crisis. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV industry.
2: What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is, is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is ResiWeek episode 217, pause and reset. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlona, the go-to provider for AV signal distribution and control in corporate, higher education, and residential spaces. And by Daylight, the leading producer of high-quality projection screens worldwide. Welcome to Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and information for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for AVNation.TV. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by my good friend, Joe Whitaker. He is the CEO of Thoughtful Integrations. How
2: are you, sir? I am doing as well as can be expected with, you know, the world we live in today. But I'm glad to be on the show. gives me something to be positive about. Glad to
0: have you back. And we have uh, our good friend, Gary Ubian. He is the president of SVS Sound. How are you, sir?
1: I am living the dream, my friend. Excellent. Or a nightmare, actually. <laughs> Just so depends you know, how you so, look at it.
2: So, you know, G- Gary is at a company that makes some really cool stuff. And one of the things on my dream list that I do not have yet. Are you, you plugging know, Gary right it, now it comes in the a, It comes in a big black. It's like yay big, but yay deep. It's on my dream list. I haven't got it. doesn't narrow it down
0: with my company. Uh, I to say, say a lot like that. It, it kind of sounds you, like almost everything you made.
2: Almost, <laughs> you, you know which one you know which one I'm talking about because it goes boom, boom, and it's like the best out there. Again. you have an industry
0: accommodation, so
1: yes. Take hat down off. a ton.
0: <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's let's kick this off with a story that uh kind of dropped first thing this morning, um, and is sort of related to uh what we do, but it is a growing segment in the residential space. Is that whole idea of resi commercial? And unfortunately, this morning, a vixa announced that they are canceling uh, Infocom for 2020 and that they look forward to seeing all of us in Orlando next year at uh, Infocom 2021. So I'm gonna tie that into a story that comes to us from strategy.com that Emerald Expositions has canceled all their trade shows and events for the first six months of 2020. Uh, Ted Green has a great article on that on his website. So Joe, I'm gonna start with you on this one real quick. Infocom canceled. I don't want to say that that was expected, but we were rushing up into that, that, that stop date of they're going to have to make a decision. I'm going to make the general assumption that with the announcement that Trump made last night, that this you know shelter in place type social distancing thing was going to go into at least April 30th, that that was one of the factors that, that factored into this one what does it mean as as integrators who like to attend these shows to get FaceTime, to get hands on with product to get education to see you know a huge show like this is not a local or a smaller show because we've seen those um, but this is on par with NAB canceling what does it mean to see uh, infocom being canceled and where does that leave you feeling about the the potential for expo for cd expo to actually happen in september
2: you know, the, the first thing i'll say is you know kudos to uh the guys over at eviction.com you you made a very difficult but you know smart um decision for all those who could attend so kudos to you i know what that loss is going to look like for you guys however you did a good thing for all the manufacturers integrators and everybody who shows up so you know big Pat on the back for you guys. You did the right thing. Um, it's a sign of our times. Uh, you know, when you compare it to other, other industries, you know, one of the biggest things that I, I haven't been doing some years, but I didn't miss for almost 18 years is when uh, South by Southwest canceled. I mean, there's something huge. I mean, and they made the decision to cancel it, but you know, we, uh, you take Infocom, Cedia um, in particular, We are all about technology. And Infocom has great tie-ins with uh, companies like Zoom and others um, to do something that's long overdue, uh, launch digital platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the technology to do it. Why aren't we doing it? Well, because we never had to. Um, It makes everyone take a very close look at their industry, at their individual companies, at the manufacturers, and in particular, the association, because this is changing the way that they give us the deliverables that we value as members of Cedia or of Mm -hmm. It's, it's changing it in in, in a major way. Um, Thankfully, a lot of people are stepping up um, to fix this, but what I think about Cedia and Expo, I do not think that the, the announcement that president Trump made about extending that to the 30th, I don't think it's going to end there. Number one, Um, number two, Uh, the the email came out to a lot of people from Emerald about the, it is planned for the show to go on, but they are planning some precautions, et cetera, to protect the people. If they do show up, do I expect it to be canceled? Man, I hate to say this, but yes. Um, At this point with the uh, announcement from Infocom today, I do expect it to be canceled. However, um, because there's a longer range of time, I do expect some type of value still brought to members of Cedia. And I know that Infocom is going to bring some value to their members by cutting that off. I mean, we need the face-to-face. We need that personal touch. We need the manufacturers, the industry to support us.
0: Well, let me just ask a quick follow-up before we we jump over to Gary for a second. When you say that they they were talking about putting uh, precautions and and things in place, at ISE, we saw a 30,000 person drop in attendance even if this show goes on it typically gets what is it 18 to twenty-two thousand something in there as far as attendance
2: 24 5 is the highest ever okay so So put that into perspective yeah
0: put that into perspective if this were to go on and if this if this does happen and again i'm all in favor of this i i love the expo i love the show uh i'm gonna miss it dramatically if it if it doesn't happen this year but at what point does it become fisc- fiscally irresponsible for them to host that show even if from a health
2: standpoint it's not a big deal you know that's a, that's a that's it's a strange thing to think about but here's what i think so so if took that big hit number 1 because of that number 2 because of the travel issues well isc um, not Infocom. yeah the yeah, isc yeah. that's what i mean the the, the travel issues that happened Um, but at that point, you know, me, Gary was probably in the same mindset I was at that time. We just, we didn't know what we didn't know. And that makes us innately scared. Um, now we know what we're dealing with at that point. If we come out of stay at home orders, quarantine orders, et cetera, maybe there's a vaccine by that part. If you look at some of the Facebook groups within our industry right now, guys are booking trips and if expo don't happen, they're still going to fly there just so they can all drink beers together. We're coming to that point where us all being together is almost overweighs what's going to be provided at that show. We need our community back. We need our people back. So honestly, if the show does go on, maybe it'll break 30, which it's never done.
0: (laughs) I like that that take. Gary, let let me come to you on this. When you see these shows starting or, or continuing to be canceled, uh, and you look at something like Expo, which you guys exhibit at, and you know I would assume is a pretty big deal for the company. When you see and and have to consider that this show may be canceled and, and regionals are canceled and all of these, you know, on-site things that that your company and other manufacturers do uh, is not happening and hasn't happened since really ISC. What does that do to you guys a, as as manufacturers? And what is the biggest Negative impact that these cancellations have on your company. So,
1: you know, the first cancellation that was really devastating to us was Munich, um, which is yeah. in May. Uh, I was shocked when they announced it. They were one of the first ones to announce, and I did say to myself, you know, what is? I'm I'm going to be saving all this money. We we make almost a six figure investment in Munich because we're a U.S. company going to Germany and and. All the infrastructure that you need to do for that show, and um, I have to say that uh, we make that six-figure investment because it's a great investment where we get to engage people from countries all over the world. We get to upgrade uh, relationships in in countries where we already transact. We get to find new partners. It's um, it's really a blow to a company like uh, SBS, where we're we're growing, and I think in our space we're we're making some some, some real, real great progress, but we don't have the infrastructure to go to Bangladesh or India or uh, South Africa or New Zealand. That's how, so that is really big. And I would say the same thing about Cedia. And my advice to uh, Emerald, if they uh, um, are listening, would be they should be working feverishly to develop a virtual component to Cedia, but they should at least, uh, in view of what, information is being given to us now, strongly consider having Cedia in Denver, a real Cedia, and then just build a virtual component on top of that. Because we exhibited Cedia for the same reason that we exhibit in Munich and that we exhibit in CES, because it's a great way for us to build our brand, build our business, and interact with lots of people who we may not get the chance to interact with at other, uh, in other times of the year.
0: So since you brought that up and I'm, I'm going to minorly open a can of worms here potentially as an exhibitor, because the kind of the non-official official line that we've had for years in talking with the, the people that run all of these different shows is when you make some of this content available online, it devalues the, the value of the show on site and it, it's not a not a deterrent to showing up but it's something where they're, they've always seemed to be afraid that if they add a, a large digital aspect to a, uh, an in-person trade show, that all of a sudden their revenues will go down. Vendors will not be willing to pay uh, as much as they do, et cetera. As somebody who exhibits it at these events, does any of that hold water? to you as somebody who's exhibiting, or is it the opportunity to not only reach the people that show up, but also be able to extend that reach beyond that trade show floor?
1: Well, I, I would give you my analogy, which is, it's actually something some, a colleague mentioned uh, talking about another trade show. Um, think of the Olympics. The, how many people go to, the, and I know they're canceling the Olympics, so probably not a timely topic right now, <laughs> but imagine that they were, they were happening. The Olympics, um, how many hundred thousand people attend the Olympics? How many more millions and, or even a billion people watch it virtually? And, and, and do you, does that threaten the fact that people wanna see the stuff in person? I, I don't think so. In fact, I think it's sort of a little bit of a cachet that you experience it in person, that you have enough of a, of a gravitas as a business person to go to Denver and experience Cydia in person and if those people that are more on the fringes of our space um, don't want to make the investment to go to Denver, let's give them a virtual component. And that, that, in, in the time of COVID-19, I think it's, it's, um, it lets people uh, uh, come
0: if they feel comfortable coming and still be a part of it if they don't for health reasons or other reasons. So if this show goes on and they do a digital aspect, no one mentioned that side to my wife. <laughs> because well, then I won't then I won't make it to Denver
2: <laughs> but but Gary's entirely right you know now now you're the people who go to Expo are going to go to Expo they're the same people I've been seeing for yeah. you know over a decade they're going to go but now you're offering all of that value to those people who they just can't put it in their their budget for the year they you know are are smaller companies that can't take everybody I mean, you're, you're, you're adding value, not, not stripping it away.
0: Exactly right. You're extending that reach. I love well it. said. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, move to our next story of the day, which ties into uh, the, the reason we're talking about so much of this stuff. Uh, COVID-19, there is a new guide that is available from the good people at One Vision Resources. They've put together kind of a, a set of comprehensive industry specific resources to help uh, integration firms deal with this pandemic. Gary, I'm going to come back and, and, and start with you on this one. It, one, first of all, I applaud OneVision for putting this all together. Uh, there's a ton of information out there, and there is not a lot of A, specific in, information directly for our industry, but B, it, it's just it, there's so much out there. When you, when you look at this and, and kind of realize that a lot of, uh, probably manufacturers as well, but specifically integration companies, they're hopefully taking this time as a uh a bit of a gut check, a time to look back and say, "Hey, here's where my business is, this is where we're doing things and maybe not being profitable. This is you know areas where we are very profitable, et cetera, et cetera. We're you know going to have either a really good time with this uh or this you know shutdown is going to cause some trouble when you look at you know, some of the, the offerings that one envisions put together for this, but also just the situation in general. How easy is it for integration companies and, and specifically their principals to look at the, the landscape of business today and what they were doing in January when this was barely a blip on anyone's radar and now look at it and go, okay, we're going to change the course of our business. Is that, is that something that is just a lot of lip service of, Hey, we got time off. We're going to, we're going to fix our business, quote unquote. Or do you think that there there's a lot of integrators who will actually be able to implement some good change coming out of this?
1: So um, this is a, this is an unprecedented time because Well, imagine uh, uh, how integrators reacted to uh, 2008 and 2009, the Great Recession. That was a recession, and recessions Mm -hmm. happen. We've been preparing our company for what I thought was an imminent recession for the last 18 months. I wasn't preparing for a global pandemic. Here's the difference. Recessions happen, and they let you evaluate um, where the muscle is, where the fat is, where the bone is, and you hopefully are only going to cut away the fat. Um, but reacting to this pandemic, which clearly is not—I mean, we don't know how long it's going to go—but I, I think it's safe to say it's not going to be with us forever. The changes that you make to your company need to respect the fact that you want to have a company on the other side of this. So, I'm I'm paying road warriors not to be on the road. Um, we we are uh, all our workers are working from home, other than supply chain. Some uh, we're paying for for uh, daycare for pe- for uh, people who's now every 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 uh, uh, employee of SVS, uh is now working in a place where the schools are closed. They have additional daycare. We're paying for that. Um, all those things are uh, a, a bit of a drain on our on us financially. But on the other end of this, I want to be the same company or stronger. I think um, on the other hand, if we have things that we could have handled virtually, that we thought we needed to handle in person and now we're realizing that we can do it virtually and it's very effective. I think that's a really healthy development and we will definitely continue to do that. For example, we're having virtual team meetings using zoom. Um, We always thought in-person meetings were an absolute necessity, but the zoom meetings are going quite well, you know, so, um, those kinds of changes could be healthy for us. And I would think that integrators, um, uh given the fact that they are enhancing people's lives at home, there's a huge upside opportunity for the integration space because people are realizing they need to be able to spend time at home comfortably and and, and work from home effectively.
0: Yeah, that, that's kind of been one of the big selling trades that we've seen going around that this is going to really explain to a lot of uh, employers that, yeah, a lot of those meetings could have been email. <laughs> <laughs> right so true joe when when you look at this i made maybe a brash statement the other day uh that i foresee not, some companies not making it out of this uh not not seeing the other side of it they're they're running either too tight or too poorly to leverage or 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 survive this if it goes on for more than a you know a month or two when you when you see this, when you see you know some of the things that uh, One Vision put together, et cetera, is this something where for those companies that maybe didn't have the best accounting practices or cash flow uh, situations, is it too late for them to change course to 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 correct some of those things? Like, are are those companies too far gone? And I'm not naming anyone specifically, but we know that there's companies out there that are like that.
2: No, kind of. Um, so, so I did this with a separate email just so while Gary was talking, um, Joseph, I mean, One Vision did a, an amazing job with this. While Gary was talking, I actually went from my phone, went and did the sign up to be able to get all these documents um, just to verify a couple of things, and what they're giving away, you don't have to be one of his clients. No. This is entirely free. free. I mean, we're from plans and programs, client-facing response response plans. One of the best ones on here, which everybody should uh, take a look at, is the uh, key person dependency worksheet, and also um, there's a client assistance program, and um, there's another one in here about like a survey, like a thing you'd send to a client. All of these, I mean, there's so much good stuff on here. Uh, You should be using it. As far as companies that are too far gone, pause, reset, pause again, reset one more time and start over. Um, Even after this situation is done and through, our world is never going to be the same. It has officially changed. What you thought you knew will not work in the future. And this has brought us to this point. Um, You know, we're – Nobody is doing great. We're not doing great, Um, you know, and we're reevaluating everything. You know, the big old certified showroom, that's probably bye-bye. Because reevaluating, retail's been dead for a while. Forget that, boom, gone. Traditional showrooming, because of things like this, boom, that's gone. You need to move to a more experiential thing where your, your place of business is generating revenue after your office people have left. It's time to start cutting and slicing and dicing all the debt you have that you've incurred for the company because we went through a second generation of the golden years. Uh, guess what? That is gone. Um, it, it's, it, we can still be successful by reevaluating who we service and how we service them, but also how we manage our businesses and where our money is being spent. Uh, there are some companies, Matt, that I will not name drop, That some could say are are a little too far gone. I do not think so. If if fat is trimmed and we move to um, really looking at the way um, operational expenses are and where is our best bang for the buck, how we reach, acquire, maintain those clients, and how we introduce them to product, I think everybody can be saved, but they're going to have to erase everything they've learned from the last two decades.
1: All right. I got to say, you know, not everybody thinks like, Joe, and, and because of that, um, I, I, I promise you that the guys like Joe that are, that are um, forward thinking, that embrace change, um, that look at their business with a skeptical eye, those are the ones that are going to come out on this, on the other side of this, and they will be stronger de facto because there will be fewer players. Uh, Great Recession, uh, I've heard different numbers, but the most common one I've heard is there were 70% fewer. Consumer electronics showrooms yeah. uh, at the end, after the Great Recession had its impact, then going into it, and that was obviously very devastating. But it also created a massive opportunity, which I think a lot of people have benefited from.
0: So but,
2: speaking of but, but Gary, this time uh, before Matt says anything, this time there's a lot of us that were around in that you know 0809. We've learned something right now in 0809. We should have actively prepared for this situation back then. We didn't now is the time to now's the time to get serious about it we We had one experimental loss
1: you're right Never That's a idea. good point. I agree with you
0: yeah it's it, it's amazing as a company that went through a complete shift my my personal company in that recession, like we changed industries um it's amazing how many people went through that and then went straight into this, not realizing what to do at all. Uh, so I want to just, I want to hit one more story. We're, we're coming up on time, but I want to hit one more story because I want to, and it's my show. Uh, <laughs> if we're going to be real blunt about it, that's why we're doing this. Um, this comes to us from Residential Tech Today. There's a Florida integrator who's looking to assist home-based businesses uh, with essential critical infrastructure uh, classification so if you miss this the the federal government in the US and most governments kind of uh, around the globe have said that if you provide an IT service specifically if you supply IT that you are considered an essential infrastructure service uh, which means that Joe's company my company we can go out and we can install networking and technically do some smart home or security or stuff like that as well, because it's an essential service. So what this company in Florida has done is they've created a full uh, kind of turnkey program that they're calling hope that addresses network security, surveillance, power management, cell backup, battery backup, all the fun stuff that we've been talking about for years. And they're, they're kind of selling that uh, to people as they're realizing that, Hey, my, For example, my network was fine in my home when we were watching Netflix at night and one of the kids was on YouTube. But now that I'm home, my wife is home, my kids are home, they're learning remotely. I'm trying to do Zoom calls and my wife is also sitting on a Ring Central call and all of a sudden our network's jammed. Gary, I want to start with you on this. How do you market? Because this is a fantastic idea. I love what he's doing. I get concerned with how do you market this without seeming tone deaf? How do you go and sell in a situation where there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of worry, and you don't want to jump on that, that fear bandwagon of, you know, there might be predators going around your home. You need security in a time like this. How do you, how do you offer your services without sounding like you're unaware of what's going on?
1: I think that's a huge question, and I I mean, we all get uh, uh, emails from companies that we're affiliated with in this and that way, and I I mean, I have seen some incredibly tone-deaf marketing via email. that It blows my mind that somebody would think that that wouldn't offend people. You know, I think, I, I actually don't know anyone whose life has been touched by the coronavirus personally, but... I, I would think if I were getting an email and somebody was ill with that virus and, and I'm seeing an email exploiting the fact that there's a global pandemic, I don't think I would be very happy with that company. No. But I do think there is a middle ground. And, the, and, I, and what we always find with our company is we educate first, we entertain if we can, and there's all kinds of ways to educate people about what's possible when they're stuck at home, whether they're stuck at home working or in, in our case, we're not so much a work aid as we are. Uh, 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 speakers and subwoofers, where something that help you enjoy time at home more. Um, we, we drive the educational piece and the entertainment piece. We don't talk about it particularly services we provide or products we provide other than what I call indirect sunlight. It comes across indirectly, and it doesn't seem crass or capitalizing on other people's misery. I think that's mm-hmm. the note to hit. It's
0: a great term. And I, I, not to adjust your marketing, but I would totally tell you that audio is, at least for me, I can't work without it. (laughs) It's a saving grace of being stuck at home. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to do anything during the day without music, it would be a bad day. Joe, I I, want to come and kind of wrap up with you on this one. You're doing something and that's, this is exactly why I didn't let you go first. Um, but you're doing something at home with uh, thoughtful integrations where you're doing uh, like an early morning webcast where you're, you're talking about kind of what Gary was saying, although I haven't heard that term and I will steal it, Gary, and I probably won't give you credit. Um, I might the first time, (laughs) second time, it's, it's all mine. Uh, (laughs) But Joe, you've been doing something where it, it is that indirect sunlight. You're talking to some of your consumers, some of your clients, online about networks and and how how to have a better network when you're working from home and all these things how do you how do you run that with the exact kind of thought process of not sounding tone deaf not sound sounding like the the you know the life saver or, or the the pdf um Salesman who's trying to sell you something as your your ship is going down, and you're driving by going, Yeah, I I got an extra flotation device for 10
2: bucks. I'll give it to you. That's the guy who had all the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Try to sell it on Amazon. Yeah, no, no. I mean, Gary's 100% right. But, you know, uh, whether it be, you know, work from home or lifestyle or or any of those things, you know, everybody in our industry has something that can can cater um, to a person's particular lifestyle that has been affected by this um the show that i do every morning now um it started off at five o'clock in the morning every morning and now it's at 7 30 i mean we've already covered you know networks um and gave away Luxel product um to people who watched it to help them with their home networks we did um you know how to change things in video streaming um and the way it's displayed on your tv to enhance your your network for work at home and stay at home and today we did work at home stay at home uh and school from home in particular um it's we we all have specific skill sets and integrators are, are are men and women of many hats and now is a good chance for them all to give back um you know we've lived our livelihoods based on people buying things from us um we have the ability to improve their lives through the use of some type of smart technology um, that we are experts on. And, and you know, in what Gary said, you know, I'll take it two directions. You know, you take a SVS um, SB4000, and well, darn it if it doesn't come with a free Luxel router. Um, you know, there, there's just things that you could do. And, and the you know, the thing about SVS, and, and by the way, it's the 4,000 is the one on my dream list, Gary. Um, <laughs> I've got
1: one for you. I've got if, one with your name on it.
2: If you take, well, check this out. If you, if you take the things that have been taken away from us, like me, uh, my wife, Sarah, and our son, Mason, one of our favorite things to do is to go to the movie theater. That's like our family thing. Every, every time a Marvel movie is released, and they're always released like two days before Sarah's birthday or three days before mine always November and May Mm. that we go on opening day of every Marvel movie. Well, guess what? The last movie that Mason got to go see, I was at work was with Sarah. They went and saw Onward, which is great. By the way, I've watched it now. Um, But they've taken that experience away from my family, Um, you know, and and Sony receivers or, or uh, SVS uh, uh, audio products. Those are still important to some people. And that's bringing an experience that has been stolen from them back into their lives through the use of their house and smart home technology and and just home tech overall. Audio, like Matt said, still plays an important part. You know, audio and video are are eyes to our soul. I get my best work done listening to music. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, And we all know, man, quality music is better than, I'm not going to name any brands. Uh, better better than stuff that comes in. in Thanks, Joe. Uh, appreciate you appreciate know that. Mean? I, I will brand bash if I have to. But, but, but that's the thing is, is all integrators have things, all of these things to offer um, all those people out in the world. And being able to change your business mindset. Uh, you know, all those guys, I'm not going to name your name, but you know who you are. That's, oh, luxury, luxury, luxury. How's that working for you now, buddy, that now your client stocks went in the dump? It's time to reevaluate that, you know, your your market segment too. Smaller sale tickets in mass are what is going to be part of what is going to keep your company open. Luxury is not going to be your key to success anymore. You might get onesie, twosie, threesie, foursie, but man, you've got to keep your doors open, keep your employees going, and now is a chance that we can affect millions of people with smart home tech and networks that we didn't even have an audience for before.
1: I I, I know you're trying to wrap up Matt, but I really have to uh, I I really want to emphasize how much I agree with what you just said. And you know, what I would say is um, don't depend on any one group. Like you don't have to repudiate the luxury segment, but you know, we, we get our share of CEOs and, and very wealthy, successful people, but I, we also get Larry Lunchpale. He's saving six months for a $500 subwoofer and we value that one just as much. And I think that's really, really um, a, a sustainable business strategy. And it's smart on your part, Joe.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of wrap that up just because believe it or not, I got a comment or two on it. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's that, diversification if you've got everything in one bot or, or one box you're fine when that box is fine but as soon as there's a hole in that box you're done and you know that that's that's what got me into residential audio and and residential technology was because we were all in house of worship until that market crash and that business died real real quick uh, so there's a lot of opportunity and I love it. That was a great show. Thank you gentlemen, both for being here. Uh, Joe, if people want to connect with you, learn more about thoughtful integrations, where can they do that?
2: You can always email me directly. Joe at thoughtful Find us on most social media platforms, Facebook, uh, uh, YouTube at thoughtful integrations. We are on Twitter at integrator tweets, which is one of the best twitter handles ever integrator tweets um and uh for all the listeners out there on what gary was saying there's a whole new market share out for you a lot of these guys are svs fans hit up the facebook groups like home theater for everyone all of those there's a whole new audience for you as integrators um i but gary i hear a lot of news out of there about svs obviously Big they love it favorite. they love it but is it it is a whole new audience and market for you guys getting to that what i what i said that different level of clientele that does have those expectancies, it does, does want it their budget might just not be there
1: you know i was an integrator once upon a time and i one of the things that i always tried to train our our uh, sales associates was at least present the possibility of a single best listening experience in the house. You, not everyone wants that, but it's a great positive for people who care about music, movies, sports. And I, I think, Joe, you're, you're so smart. They, they, you're lurking on that forum tells me volumes about your willingness to grow your business in new directions. I think that's awesome.
0: Please don't tell Joe he's that smart. He is. It, great his, comments. His headphones will not fit after today. <laughs> you yeah, know to I hands. have no
2: ego. I just give freely, Matt. That's what <laughs> I do. <did. laughs>
0: Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. If people want to connect with you, learn more about SVS, uh, where can they do that?
2: Uh, I guess email is probably
1: good. Uh, GaryY at SVSound.com. GaryY, S is in sound, V is in volume, Sound.com. That's what we say okay. when we advertise on Howard Stern.
0: It's beautiful. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, Thank you, uh, listeners, for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover.